1: Are you ready to become you? I don't mean the you you are now. I mean the you that you want to be. Today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm going to go deep. You know, life has obstacles. Uh, And unlike common lore, yep, Mr. Black, Scott V. Black uh, is human. Nope, I don't eat my young. Uh, I do have been known to shed a tear daily. I can bark like a dog and rah, roar like a lion, but I'm a living, breathing human being. I have dreams and desires. I have fears lack patience. I have struggles and trauma just like you do. The Bible is clear. We all fall short of the glory of God, and God is not a respecter of persons. The ground at the cross is level. But as we go through life, we go through many obstacles. Obstacles show up in many ways. I don't know about you, but I know people in my life get tired of me and they have their own struggles, their own trauma, their own drama, their own uh, family of origin issues. And then you bring another person into it. You know, the Bible says when you meet someone and you fall in love, you make a commitment and you go forth and multiply. Do you know anything about fractions? Do you understand that when you multiply fractions, you get less, not more? You do understand, I hope, that one half times one half is not one. I hope you know that, right? <laughs> one half times one half is one quarter. And since we all fall short of the glory, of God says we all have trauma. We all have drama. We all have family of origin issues. We're all under construction. We're working to be a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. So not only do we have our own problems, but then when we go forth and multiply with another broken human being and their problems, sometimes you can get less unless you have that trinity. I believe husband, wife, God. See, people get tired of us and they have their own struggles. People make choices to alter their lives and lives of those around them. Sometimes obstacles come in the form of trauma and drama. Sometimes just the funk of life. As the challenging journey of life unfolds, we can lose ourselves. We get hitchhikers along this journey that weigh us down and and help us forget who we are and why we're here. It's time to stop letting others define us and become our true self. And so today on this hour of power, I'm going to pause it about look back learning. You know, last week I did a show called Becoming You. And I said there's seven things that we need to, to do to become us. The top one was look back learning. I'll give you a list again. Look back learning, reframing, truth therapy, emotional intelligence, vision, God causes all things to work. You gotta have that, having a purposeful operating system and then action, doing something. And today I wanna focus in on that first one, look, back learning and that's what we're calling today but before you begin let's start with a little prose this is by cheryl costello forshi it's called the most beautiful flower the park bench was deserted as i sat down to read beneath the long straggly branches of an old willow tree disillusioned by life with good reason to frown for the world was intent on dragging me down and if that weren't enough to ruin my day a young boy out of breath approached me all tired from play he stood right before me with his head tilted down and said with great excitement look what I found in his hands was a flower and what a pitiful sight with its petals all worn not enough rain or too little light wanting him to take his dead flower and go off to play I faked A small smile and then shifted away but instead of retreat he sat next to my side and placed the flower to his nose and declared with overacted surprise it sure smells pretty and is beautiful too that's why i picked it here it's for you the weed before me was dying or dead not vibrant of colors orange yellow or red but I knew I must take it or he might never leave. So I reached for the flower and replied, just what I need. But instead of him placing the flower in my hand, he held it midair without reason or plan. It was then that I noticed for the very first time that weed-toting boy could not see. He was blind. I heard my voice quiver, tears shone in the sun, as I thanked him for picking the very best one. You're welcome, he smiled, and then ran off to play, unaware of the impact he'd had on my day. I sat there and wondered how he managed to see a self-pitying woman beneath an old willow tree how did he know of my self indulged plight? Perhaps from his heart he'd been blessed with true sight. Through the eyes of a blind child, at least I could see, but was not with the world. The problem was me. And for all of those times, I myself have been blind. I vowed to see the beauty in life and appreciate every second that's mine. And then I held that wilted flower up to my nose and breathed in the fragrance of a beautiful rose and smiled as I watched that young boy, another weed in his hand, about to change the life of an unsuspecting old man. Life is an undulating line, It's highs and lows, and quit faking it that you don't have lows. I'm at a low. Boy, it's a dog-eat-dog world, and I wear milk bone underwear. (laughs) I'm not sure if anybody even likes me, nevertheless loves me, but you know what? I'm a warrior, and I know that I'm under construction, and I'm working to be better today than I was yesterday, better tomorrow than today. I want to be the man that God wants to be. I learned along that God has two wills. He has a preferred will for us and a permissive will. God's will is that none shall perish, but some will choose. And today I want to ask you, which person are you going to be? Ella Wheeler Wilcox said, there are two kinds of people on earth today. Just two kinds of people, no more, I say. Not the sinner or saint for his well understood, the good or half bad and the bad or half good. Not the rich and the poor for the rate a man's health. You must first know the state of his conscience and health. Not the humble and proud for in life's little span who puts on vain airs is not counted a man. Not the happy and sad for the swift flying years bring each man his laughter and each man his tears. No, the two kinds of people on earth I mean are the people who lift and the people who lean. Wherever you go, you will find the earth's masses are always divided in just these two classes. And oddly enough, you will find, too, I ween, there's only one lifter to 20 who lean. In which class are you? Are you easing the load of overtaxed lifters who toil down the road? Or are you a leaner who lets others share your portion of labor and worry and care? Today, My goal is to help all of us refocus. Today, my goal is to help all of us to become the best version of ourselves. And today, we're going to approach that list of seven things we need to become the best version of ourselves. And today, we're going to focus on look back learning and the power and the understanding that that brings. I'm Black. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome to the world of Mr. Black.
1: You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I was I was raised in a church, uh, and I kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life, and this class kind of brought me right back to, to my faith, and that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing, and I just I, I feel rejuvenated, if that makes sense, that, you know, knowing that God's walking right next to me every day, every night, you know, he's right here for me and everyone else for that matter. But he's here for, for me right now. And you have some peace, don't you? Oh, it's, it's, it's really amazing. Sorry. I'm going to get emotional. It's, 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 it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart.
0: Like It Matters' unique approach allows people to see, hear, and experience leadership in motion. Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters. Hi, I'm Ronnie Deutsch, and if you or your business owe money to the IRS, I've got great news for you. Tax laws have changed billions of dollars are earmarked for irs fresh start programs and if you qualify you can literally save tens of thousands of dollars listen i know what you're going through call me if you want to speak with a tax attorney or tax professional for
1: free 800-246-1687 800-246-1687 Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Living life like it matters. That's our podcast. Follow and subscribe, please, to our podcast, Living Life Like It Matters. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Just search for Living Life Like It Matters wherever you listen to podcasts. And please be sure to subscribe. Never miss an episode. Please share, download, share. We get credit. They track these numbers. And based on those numbers, uh, we get monies and we get uh, advertisers that are willing to use us. So you help us help you. Because I'm out here to change the world one person at a time. This is why I do this radio show. But the radio show is an addendum to what I do in my day job. My day job is I create environments where people can become the leaders that they were created to be. That's why we tell the joy of George Bernard Shaw. You know, George Bernard Shaw, the famous writer near the end of his life. He was with a group of reporters and, and they were just um, you know, engaging and one of the reporters asked him a question, hey George, have you ever thought about, you know, what if? What if you could live your life all over again and be anybody you want to be? You could keep your base of knowledge but you could pick who you could be and this time you could be that person and live life all over again. If you could do that, George, who would you be? As he thought about it for a moment, he said, you know what? If I could live my life all over again, keeping my base of knowledge and be anybody I wanted to be, I would be the George Bernard Shaw that I could have been. And what he was talking about, living to his full potential, without the fear, without the doubt, without the limiting belief systems. And what happens in life, even though God says, I did not give you a spirit of fear, God says he gave us a spirit of power and of sound mind and of self-control. Matter of fact, there's over 400 times in the Bible where God tells us, do not fear. And a lot more than that, that he says, remember. Remember what? Remember, do not fear. (laughs) Not only does he tell us, remember, do not fear more than anything else. He also tells us, do not fear second most. Life is tough. People say do, but they don't. People say I will, but they won't. People say, trust me. And after that one time, you've never trusted anybody ever again. Because screw me once, shame on you. Screw me twice, what, what, what is that? Yeah, shame on who? You know, it sounds good, doesn't it? And I've lived my life a lot that way as a warrior. Because I am a warrior. For those of you that get my daily blog at wayofwarrior.blog, if you're not getting it, you should because it is manna from heaven. For those of you that get my daily blog, wayofwarrior.blog, you know I address you in three ways. Leader, conduit, and warrior. And Michael Grimm, one of our listeners in Austin, Texas, he's a Vietnam vet. Hey, Michael, brother, great man of God. He sent me this over, this warrior ethos. And, man, when he listened to me on the radio, he said, man, you need this because this is who you are. And this is who Michael Grimm is. He says, I am a warrior. I do my duty. I serve a cause greater than myself. I am accountable to God and to my family for my actions. I blame no one for my faults and give thanks for my abilities. I'm governed by natural law. My mind is my most powerful weapon. I train to oppose evil in all its forms. I will never quit, retreat, or cower in the face of the enemy. I protect the weak. I assist the elderly. I care for those in need. I strive for perfection and ask the same from those who serve with me. I lead by example and have the highest moral standard. The truth is my constant companion. When the end comes, I will sing my warrior song and go to my reward with honor and dignity for I am a warrior. Who are you? And today, that's what I wanna talk about. You know, we all have different characteristics. We all have different fingerprints. We all have different tongue prints. We all have different shapes of our ears. We all have different uh, um, venal patterns in the back of our retina. We all have different qualities of our voice. In China, they can identify people in a group with hoodies on based on your gait. So we are unique. But as we go through life, we're little meaning makers. That's what logotherapy is. Remember by the time a child is six years old, Dr. Alfred Adler says the majority of their map of reality is in place. And Dr. Viktor Frankl, the father of logotherapy, says that man has a will to meaning. This is why we have our belief system in place by the time we're five years old, because we are little meaning makers. We're little map makers. What are the cartographers? Whatever those are called, we're map makers. No one responds to reality. Listen again, we respond to our map, our map of reality. We're cartographers. But here's the problem. The map is not the territory. I could show you a picture of my beautiful wife and my incredible son, but it's lacking a few dimensions. That's not my wife and my son. That's a pictorial representation of them. They're much more dimensional. They're much more fleshy. They're much more opinionated. You got my point? No one responds to reality. We respond to our map of reality, and reality is this, is you cannot control what happens to you. It's impossible. Ask Donald Trump. You cannot control what happens to you, but what you can control is how you respond to it. In other words, let's bring in the prepositions. Forget the pronouns, let's bring in the prepositions, right? You can't control what happens to you, but you can control what happens in you. What you put on yourself. I have a tendency to put on the weight and the burden of other people. And that has a tendency to weigh me down. Do you hear the prepositions? But I need to look up. Get my point? Because I believe, just like it says, remember there are seven things we need to become us. Today we're gonna focus on look back learning, but let me give you the full list. Look back learning, reframing. Again, life happens one time, and it's not what happens to us that matters. What matters is how we explain it to ourselves, how we frame it, how we codify it, how we store it. So sometimes we gotta do some reframing. And then we gotta deal with truth therapy to hold our thoughts captive, because over the last 10 days, boy, the devil's been riding me like a pony. And I keep shaking him out of my head, and he keeps popping in there. I don't even know he's there until all of a sudden I realize, oh my gosh, he's there again. Emotional intelligence. The right emotion with the right intensity at the right time for the right reason, direct toward the right person the right way. Vision, because you gotta have a vision. Vision is lifting your eyes up and look in the future, see how things connect. Purposeful operating systems. Is it a flesh operating system or a God operating system? And then action, you gotta do something. I remember the story about an old Indian chief constantly spoke with the Lord Jesus and what he meant to him. Why do you talk about so much about this Jesus, asked his friend. The old choice looked at him but did not reply. But slowly, deliberately gathered some sticks and bits of grass. He made a circle of them. In the circle he placed a caterpillar. Still silent, he struck a match. And lit the sticks in the grass. They watched the caterpillar. As the fire caught around the circle, the trapped caterpillar, caterpillar began to crawl around rapidly, seeking a way to escape. As the fire advanced, the helpless caterpillar raised its head as high as it could. If the creature could have spoken, it would have said, My help can only come from above. Then the old chief stooped down. He extended his finger to the caterpillar, which crawled up his finger to safety. That, said the chief glowing, was what the Lord Jesus did for me. I was lost in sin. My condition was hopeless. I was trapped. Then the Lord Jesus stooped down in love and mercy and he drew me out of the horrible pit of sin and shame. How can I help but love him and talk of his wondrous love and care? The good book says, from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you listen to someone talk long enough, you'll know what's important to them. In my leadership training, it's it's not a secular, I mean, it's secular training. There's no, it's not religious, but I'm a man of God. I eat scripture daily. So if I talk long enough, scripture's gonna come out of me. If you listen to some people talk long enough, pornography comes out of them. If you listen to some people talk long enough, profanity comes out of them. If you listen to some people talk long enough, hatred and victimhood, poor me, life ain't no fair. But I really get tired of hearing people around me saying life ain't fair, that's not fair, that's not fair. I always wanna say, I can't say it, but I wanna say, put your big boy pants on. Life ain't no fair, read that good book. It's two things that good book will tell you: life ain't no fair, and life is hard. So put your big boy pants on, big girl pants on. So look around learning, look back learning, how looking back will help you move forward. See, many people seem to have this idea. The best way to live life is in one steady direction. And the old saying is don't look back. You're not going that way, but they might just be wrong because there's some times that we got to learn from this. It's certainly not that simple. What you don't do is fall into old habits, make the same recurring errors and overanalyze your mistakes. While it's important to look forward to the future, there's also a whole lot to learn from the past. And while it's exciting to look ahead to the new places, new people, new opportunities that are waiting for us, it doesn't mean we shouldn't look back. Why? Because if we're under construction, we got to take a look, we got to learn from the past. See, here's the key to life. There's We have this past and this present and this future. So many people are driving down the freeway of life, looking in their past. They've misfiled their past into their future. One of the keys to life is what do we do with our past? And then we got this future that's not guaranteed. At any time, this world could day. Any time, some hurting person can walk into a room with guns ablazing, walk into a, a concert hall, guns ablazing, walk into a theater. You don't know planes crashing, people die. It's a fact of life. We don't know. And so it's nice to have a dream, it's nice to have a vision, it's nice to have your eyes up and look forward. But we cannot live in the future because it's not guaranteed, we don't know if it exists, it's, it's a promissory note. And we can't live in the past because it's a canceled check. It's already been accounted for, it's over. Not left but the, now the codification of it. The only place we can truly live is in this place called the now. Although today, I'm going to encourage you, let's look back. Let's look back for learning. Let's look back for perspective. Let's look back. Why? So we can leap forward. We look back so we can leap forward. We look back so we can leap forward. After break, we're going to go in-depth on looking back, learning. I'm Black. We'll be right back.
0: You're a work in progress. A
1: little more... More.
0: Constantly under construction. That's good. To build your productive life, you need the right tools from Mr. Black and Like It Matters Radio. A good golfer has a great caddy who shares the load and understands the course. Hire Mr. Black as your life caddy to live more fulfilling and successfully. If you want to get to the next level and beyond, both personally and professionally, sign up for Mr. Black's Immersive Leadership Awakening class. It's the most powerful, transformational two days you will ever experience. Stay in touch with Mr. Black and the change connected to him on your schedule with his daily podcast. Search Living Like It Matters wherever you get your podcasts. Walk along with Mr. Black as he goes to God's instruction manual. It's manna from the word of God with Mr. Black's Bible teaching at wayofwarrior.blog. Build yourself up like it matters and get everything God has for you. Go to likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. If I was your mother and you had a drug problem, I'd grab you by the ear and make you call and get help. You can be in treatment tomorrow and start to get clean in seven days. Follow mom's advice and call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now write this number down
1: 800-210-7907 800-210-7907 800-210-7907 that's 800-210-7907 Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Living Live like it matters. And yes, uh, someone had asked me uh, during the break. Uh, yes, uh, we do have a podcast and a radio show. But however, the radio show does go into podcast form. So some of you listen to Like It Matters Radio live. We're on Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 12 noon Central Standard Time in Minneapolis. Uh, we can be heard live anywhere in the world by Freedom1570.com. Freedom1570.com. Now, after I do the live radio show... Then it's put in podcast form or MP3 form and it's posted on likeitmattersradio.com and then it's put on all the podcast platforms. However, we also have a bi-weekly podcast uh, called "In Life Like It Matters that sometimes will replay one of the best shows, one of the shows that we got the most uh, uh, excitement about or uh, a ringing endorsement about. Or sometimes I'll do something special. I'll do some story times with Mr. Black. So uh, great. It's every uh, Monday and every Thursday. Uh, Thursday, Monday and every Thursday that you can get that. And please, uh, we do have a class a month that we're doing. I have my next class, Leadership Awakening in Las Vegas, August 17th through 19th. I think we're like eight people. I, I can fit 12 people. And we've got about four more spots. Let's get some butts in chairs. Your life will be changed forever. Then we'll be in uh, Las, uh, We'll be in Dallas, uh, September uh, 21st through 23rd, I believe it is. And then we're going to be in Minneapolis the second week in October. You likeitmatters.net. And you can go ahead and register there. Also, please go to our nonprofit and please donate to us. We have a 501c3 that we uh, we do a lot of good work. And there are a lot of people struggling. I got to build, uh, for one of my orphanages. I got to build a whole new septic system, $2,300. Uh, the kids are getting sick. And uh doctor says uh, that's the toilet they use is contaminated. It's bad. It's infectious. So so help us out. We, we see a need. We meet a need. That's what we're here for. And today, we're talking about really living and examining life. You know, Socrates has said the unexamined life is not worth living. And I think it was actually in uh, Plato's Apology is where that quote is from. You know, Socrates was teaching the need to live a life where all things are parsed for their meaning. A life lived on autopilot following the great mass of humanity takes most of life for granted. It is a life lived without reflection, without much meditation, and consequently without much understanding. Life can be reduced to a, to set a task to be completed. You know, this, the quote daily grind and what we do in our heads for a lot of people have a decent life. I see it all the time, but they are so burdened down with their own bitterness, their own self-talk, their own self uh, angst. And so even though their life's pretty good, they think their life sucks. They think their spouse is the blame for everything. And then what happens, they go and do something that destroys the marriage and they go to another life and it's twice as bad. Trust me, I counsel people through this. I've been through it myself, so I know. As reflection and contemplation wither, inevitably wonder, awe, and worship suffer as well. And I'm just now coming out of that state. I've been ready to move on for about a decade, and God said, come forth, Mr. Black, be reborn. And so I went to Arkansas, got sparked, got some Caroline Leaf in me, connected with my good friend, and came back after four weeks. I felt the devil tug on me last two weeks again. Trust me, my wife shared with me again. She's always willing to share with me when I'm not living up to her standards. And so, yeah, the last couple weeks have been tough. And so guess where I'm going when I'm done with this radio show? I'm driving back to Arkansas because I live a self-examined life. On one level, examining life for its meaning sets us apart from animals. Animals eat, animals sleep, animals mate, animals get food, they build shelters, but animals do not look at the sky and ask why. And as a Christian, we're supposed to believe that we live in an ordered universe that was designed and created by an intelligent being. It only follows that we should examine all of life for meaning. The examine life doesn't seem that popular today in modern Christianity. I mean, I urge Christians all the time to examine the meaning of their music or the propriety of theatrical drama or the impact of clothing on our moods and manners, the use of technology, the values of pop culture, the realness of what's going on in society. And a lot of people run from it. You're kidding, right? You you don't seriously expect me to believe that. uh, My faith is personal. See, this is where you gotta figure out who you are. And it really comes down to perspective. Perspective is the frame, the filter through which we take an experience. And when you change your perspective, you change your reality. Two men sit behind bars. One sees mud, the other sees stars. You see, they're in the same situation. One has their eyes down and they see mud, their problem. One has their eyes up and they see the stars, some hope. We can't control what happens to us in life, but we can control how we respond to it, how long we hold on to it. And that's what a lot of Caroline Lee's book was about, being aware of what's going on between the stimulus and the response and then holding that thought captive and asking ourselves, is that thought constructive or destructive? And so that's how I really want to focus on this last bit. You know, there's a four stage success model that I teach in NLP. Number one, decide what you want, set your goal, because nothing happens without desire. Number two, do something, take action, move off of point A toward the direction you want to go. Number three, notice what happens. You hear that one? There's your look back learning. There's your exam in life. Notice what happens. Identify the results, identify the pattern, and then ask yourself this question, is this getting me what I want? Which brings us to step number four, change what you do until you get what you want. In other words, your desired outcome. It's called feedback. It's called radar, Radar. it's called adjustment. And so I wanna focus the remainder of this on look back learning. Now, Dr. Caroline Leaf, I love Dr. Caroline Leaf's new book and why? Because it really is about taking control of what's going on in our head and our heart. That's the key to life. What is going on in our head and in our heart? The Bible's clear of that. Lamentation: let us examine and probe our ways. Galatians 6, 4. But each one of us must examine his own work, and then he will have reason for boasting in regard to himself. Number, John, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, and how do you confess those? Because you live and examine life. You realize, God, I fell short. This morning, uh, I, I had to tell my wife, I fell short in a couple things. You know, no big deal. That's what it's saying. If we confess, confession means agree with God. He is faithful and righteous to forgive us sins and cleanses from all unrighteousness job how many of my iniquities and sins The me my rebellion my sin right meditate in your heart upon your bed and be still psalm 4 when i kept silent about my sin my body wasted away though by groaning all day long for day and night your hand was heavy upon me again i will confess my transgressions to the lord self-examine life this is the key and so in Dr. Caroline Leaf's book, which I highly recommend, she came up with five simple steps to reduce reduce anxiety, stress, and toxic thoughts. Now, uh, after I'm gonna go through this now before the break, and then after the break, I'm gonna go through something I've used for years. Uh, it's an eight-step process called Thoughts and Emotions Journal. Now, I want you to know whether you go with this Caroline Leaf's of five steps, or this thought and emotion journal of eight steps. I want you to know both are doing the same thing. Both of them are taking a look back at something or taking a look at what just took place. Remember, our mind is pretty fast. Our mind is six times faster than we can talk. And so there's so much going on and we're only functioning at a 3% to 5% consciousness ratio. And then we got so many things pulling on our attention We got something like 24 or 34 gigabytes of information that go through our head every single day. We create a world with 300 exabytes of human-made information. I mean, all this. And so we get so busy, so uh, nose to the grindstone, so um, so blinders on just to get through this and get through that. And really, that's what I realized. Some things I've been getting through it's time to refocus and reclaim. This is why we're all under construction. So here's the five steps that Caroline Leaf put in her book. Uh, and then after the break, I'm going to go through the eight steps that I do in the Thought and Emotion Journal. Now, these are good. I love Caroline Leaf. Wow, what she's done uh, for, uh, man, just learning about the mind and the machination of the mind is phenomenal. And so in Caroline uh, Leaf's new book, it's called Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. She basically has these five simple steps to reduce anxiety, stress, toxic thoughts, and highly recommend you get the book because she goes in scientific data uh, on uh, really energy does follow thoughts and our thoughts uh, are like water to a plant and whatever you water a lot grows a lot. And so we've gotta take control and about six weeks ago when I drove to Arkansas, listen to this book, I became aware of so much trash talk in my head. I'd, I'd cleaned it up a long time ago, but really over the last 10, 12 years, it's been tough. And I didn't realize how much trash I left back in there. And so here's the five steps which caught my attention, which made me realize, oh my gosh, we got a problem, Will Robinson. Danger, Will Robinson. Number one, it's always about awareness. She says, gather awareness. Become aware of what is going on between the stimulus and response. This is the problem. A lot of us are not aware of what's going on in the conscious mind or the unconscious mind or even the subconscious mind because there's three levels there. And if you don't know what's going on, when I tune into what's going on in my head, I ask myself, is that me, is that God, or is that the devil? Because only one of the three has any value, but in my head, they all sound like me. In your head, they all sound like you. So you gotta become aware. Be in the now moment. Be aware of what's going on. Number two, reflect. Listen. Tune in, meta, really reflect. What is this telling me? What's going on? Is this positive? Is this negative? Is it building me up? Is it building me down? Is it make me feel good? Is it make me anxious? Then number three, write it out. Write it out, write as much as you can. Now after you write it out, you recheck it. And by the way, when you write something out, you process auditory, visual, and kinesthetic. You make it so real. Some of us, if we would just take time every day to journal, write out what's in our head, we wouldn't have half the problems we have. So you want to recheck what you wrote, and then number five is an active reach. In other words, reprogram, reframe, change the narrative. You ready for this? And do something different. So after a break, I'm gonna explain this a little further, then I'm gonna share with you the eight steps of the Thought and Emotion Journal because perspective is reality. You change one, you change the others. I'm Black, we'll be right back. My show is about helping people become all they were created to be. Well, we all occupy a body, and we don't know how it works. We were born into it. But, man, that's a machine. And when you understand how that machine works, then you can work it more effectively. That's my outcome, to help people be able to make better decisions, have some hope, be inspired to be better today than they were yesterday, to live their life like it matters. Like it matters radio with Scott Black. It doesn't cost them anything and will add value to their station lineup. If you have questions, you can email me at mrblack at radio.com. Our nation needs to hear this message because our beloved country is rapidly deteriorating and freedom is continually being quenched. Call your local radio station today and ask them to add Like It Matters Radio. Together, we can help others live their lives like it matters. Welcome back to like it matters radio radio like it matters inspiration education and application today we are talking about look back learning why because perspective is everything sometimes some a look of something improper it doesn't matter if it's improper or not or not it affects things and you got to realize that our perception is our reality. No one responds to reality. We respond to our map of reality, our perception. So you gotta understand that there are what we call in NLP perceptual positions. There are only three ways to see any situation. First position is through your own eyes. It's your ego, it's yourself. Second position is through the eyes of another person you're interacting with. It's called empathy, understanding, walking a mile in someone else's moccasins. And third position is dissociated we you're not emotionally involved, but you are looking at the situation from an overview. That's what it's called. Number three is called overview. Uh, and it, you take in data without the emotion. Now, you know, each one of those positions give you a better understanding. They give you more data. It allows you to see more of the battlefield. And when you pop in and out of all three positions, it allows you better understanding. Because I have the saying, I've said it for 25 years now. If I could understand you a little bit better and you can understand me a little bit better. Doesn't it make sense that we're in a position to have a better relationship? You know, all these people clamoring for justice, I guarantee you, all those people wanting justice, when justice comes knocking at their door, they're not home. I don't want justice, because if I get justice, I'm going to hell. I want mercy. I want grace. I want understanding. And if I want mercy, if I want grace, if I want understanding, then God says this, that the same measure that you measure to other people, God says, I will use that measure back to you, plus a portion more. So think about this, a portion more of good stuff from God is really good, and a portion more of bad stuff God is really bad. So if you're giving out mercy, grace, understanding. God says, listen, I'm going to measure that same judgment back to you. And I'm going to give you a godly portion more of mercy, grace, and understanding. However, if what you're measuring other people is victimhood, is reparations and retribution, justice, pound of flesh, wrecking a wrong, making up a history from five, 600 years ago to hate people, God says, if that's your measurement to us, people, then I'm going to measure it right back to you and a portion more, more to fall in the hands of the living God where you've asked for him to judge you, where you've asked for him to keep a pound of flesh against you, where you've asked for him to keep a record wrong against you, where you've asked for him to pass judgment on you, to judge you, to bring justice to you. Wow, people really shake it off, man. Shake it off. McFly, you home? (laughs) So we got to do, if you're a leader under construction, is we got to use look back learning. So here's something I've done for years. I got this out of a psychology manual years ago, probably 30 years ago, and I adapted it. I couldn't tell you where I got it from, but uh, I've been using it for about 20, 25 years, maybe. So first of all, so here's what happens. Let's say um, You have a situation, it's the end of the day, and man, you had a couple battles. Like last night, my wife came back on Sunday and man, cleaned up the house, did everything nice for her. uh, With me getting ready to go to Ark, so I figured somehow we got into a fight and argument. It's really got, yeah. And all of a sudden, something I planned is this really nice to clean the house, got her favorite movie, brought her dog so that he was at the uh, airport, did all this wonderful, took me two days to clean the house nice for her. And then within 10 hours of her getting back home, you know, we were fighting. <laughs> and so not the situation that I had planned. Now what I want to do is I can't change another person. So what I want to do is I want to go back and revisit what happened and, and to get a better understanding. And so here's how you do it. And I'm gonna go through this use of that scenario. I wanted to create a scenario for you. And I'm gonna go through this eight step process so you can see how it works, okay? So number one, what was the situation reaction? In other words, what you want to do is reset. You want to recreate. Remember the words remember, remind, recollect. That means to put back something back together. So what you don't realize is even though we only use three to five percent of our brain consciously, uh, everything we've ever experienced is stored in the unconscious brain, the subconscious brain. And so you, you can, it's kind of like deja vu. You know, you can find any place in this world if you know two coordinates. Longitude and latitude, right? You can find any place in this world, but you, do you understand that experience has five coordinates? Right? See, our mind is a sensory-based organ and every single memory we have is stored in one or all five of the senses, okay? So you can't, can't store it in any way. It was something you saw, you heard, felt, something you smelt or something you tasted. And by felt, I mean tactilely and or emotionally, experientially. So deja vu, is when those five coordinates you've experienced before. And so when you see something, go, wow, why do I feel like I've been here before? Because what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what you're feeling, what you're smelling, and what you're tasting, and a lot of those are unconscious. You're not even consciously aware of a smell or a taste in your mouth, but they're there. And your unconscious mind knows it because it's stored there. And so when those five things match five other things, you go, whoa, it's like I've been here before. And so in situation number one, you want to recreate things like you're a, um, a director of a play and you're setting the stage. Who were you with? What were you doing? What was it like? You're going to recreate it. You're going to remind yourself all the situation. Really what you want to do is go from first position to second position. To, so remember I talked about first position self, second position is other and third position is overview. And so what you wanna do when you're going back and recreating this as much as possible is to put yourself right back into it. So I always recommend you closing your eyes, taking some deep breaths, relaxing, and then focusing and focus. And put yourself back into it, remind who was there and recreate the experience so you're there. Number two, what was your intention? What was your intention? What did you want to take place, right? The best laid plans of mice and men, right? So write out your intention. Well, I wanted to have a nice evening, you know, she was home and, you know, I wanted her to feel good. I wanted her to be happy to be home. I wanted her to be happy with me, you know, whatever it is. Write it all out. Then number three, mood feelings. Describe each, uh, uh, each mood in one word. Also rate the intensity. So now as this thing blew up and, you know, all this, what was I feeling? Well, geez, I was feeling hurt. I was feeling unappreciated. Uh, I was feeling misunderstood. I was feeling offended, right? I mean, I want you to list every single emotion. This is why this isn't done in two minutes. It's like a 15, 20, 30 minute thing, depending on how big it was. This is something you do by yourself. Maybe some background music playing, nice journal in your hand. And I can email you this, this handout that shows you the eight steps and breaks them down for you. Just reach out to me at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. M-R-B-L-A-C-K at likeitmattersradio.com. Ask for the Thought and Emotion Journal, and I'll send it to you. Uh, and if you have questions on it, reach out to me. So you want to list out all the moods, feelings, and then you want to put a rate of intensity. A 100 is you're going to f- blow a gasket. One has no effect on you at all. Okay, so every single mood, that's why you gotta put yourself back into it. You're not sitting in first position looking back at yourself yesterday or two days ago or a week ago. I actually, when you recreate it, number one, you actually put yourself back into it. Why? Because it allows your your conscious and your unconscious to regurgitate stuff. By putting yourself back into it, you're gonna consciously become aware of things that you experienced at the unconscious level that you didn't realize consciously, but are there. That's why you've gotta actually put yourself there. So once you got those mood feelings and rated intensity, then number four, automatic thought. What were the automatic thoughts? Automatic thoughts were no matter what I do, she's never happy. Boy, no matter what, she's always disrespecting me. She doesn't appreciate anything I do. You know those automatic thoughts, you have them a lot. What was going through your mind just before you started to feel this way? What does this say about you, mean about you, your life, your future? What is the worst thing that could happen? Were you emotionally hijacked? And then number five is the, number five and six of the Ben Franklin close. Number five is evidence that supports the automatic thought. So now that you put the automatic thought there, write it out, what is evidence from your past that supports that? And then number six, evidence that does not support the automatic thought. And what you're gonna find out is you're gonna have very little evidence supporting your automatic thought, but you will have a lot that doesn't. That's the Ben Franklin close. You put out a situation, you put pros and cons, and whichever side's biggest, that's your decision. Number seven, the appropriate response. What is the appropriate response in situations like this in the future? Considering all the information, what response would have created your desired income uh, outcome? Sorry, not income, outcome. And then number eight, rate your mood at completion. Remember all those emotions that you rated in number three? You have the emotion listed and then the intensity level. Now that you've done this, you've recollected, you've reminded, you've remembered, you've taken in some more data by taking that first position, second position, third position. When you identify these moods again and now rate where you are in relation to the intensity, you're going to be blown away. You're going to be blown away. But this is all about look back learning. We got to look back sometimes so we can move forward. But we can only look live in this place called the now. I am Black reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.